Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Sprint weekend and the first of a triple header, which will test the teams to the very limits. Upgrades for Mercedes, Aston and Haas in particular. And track limits, they're back 78 infringements in FP1 alone. And big track evolution meant drivers benefited from being the last man standing. And it was Charles Leclerc who will start pole position on Sunday's Grand Prix, joined on the front row by Lando Norris's McLaren, just one-tenth of a second behind. It's tight at the top this weekend. I'm joined by Autosports Grand Prix editor Alex Kalanorkis. Alex, Cota looks like a great circuit, as always. The drivers love it. Looks great on TV. What's it like being there? Very like my uh, initial uh, analysis of conditions in Qatar, Martin, it's very hot. <laughs> very, very, very hot. Although actually not Qatar hot. This is a wonderful place to come. It's a very interesting city. There's a lot going on. The food's great. The atmosphere's great. And America has got these three races now. And what you see in Miami is very corporate. You're going to see that again in Vegas in a couple of weeks. And what you've got here is an actual race. Like you've got a great motorsport event. You've got people who love Formula One, who love motorsport, who aren't just here because, you know, they're looking to do B2B business deals or because they can afford the hospitality fees or whatever, or just looking for an Instagram post. I think people here are genuinely here because they love cars. And that really does make a difference. Like it is a, it's a great atmosphere. You know, when Sergio Perez drives out of the pits, we were, I was walking up the hill with my colleagues, uh, Matt Q and Stuart Codling uh, from Autosport and GP Racing Magazine. And, you know, big claps for the Ferrari drivers, Lewis Hamilton getting lots of cheers. Today, we're walking about in the pit lane, looking at the, uh, the cars that put about for the presentation people are packed in doing the pit lane walks and they're delighted to mm. see the cars and it just raises everybody's spirits really and uh, and things like that are really nice and 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 on top of that we've had a really exciting qualifying session which which nobody saw coming okay yes red bull still should have been on pole position max Verstappen made a mistake a rare error these days from max and 
what a Grand Prix we've got in store on Sunday now. So, so yeah, uh, I'm fe- I'm feeling delighted, Martin. It, no, it does look great on TV. It's like the heli shots of Silverstone when they zoom out and you just see the campsites going off into the distance. Okay, so this weekend it's the RVs and car parks, but still, it looks like a proper race meeting uh, that you'd go to. It just looks proper. This weekend on Sunday, of course, it's sprint weekend, so today was all about Sunday's starting lineup. Leclerc alongside Lot Norris's McLaren on the second row, Hamilton and Sainz. So it goes Ferrari, McLaren. Mercedes Ferrari, then George Russell in fifth, and Verstappen in sixth. We'll get into why. Gasly and Ocon in the two Alpine seventh and eighth, and then Perez and Piastri ninth and tenth. Now, Alex, various sessions today have been topped by Red Bull. Mercedes and Ferrari. This wasn't the Max Verstappen show we've seen so many times this year. His final lap was good enough for pole by 0.005 seconds, but took too much speed through T19 and lost the time for track limits. So where is the Red Bull pace this weekend versus its competition? So for me, it's a bit like Singapore. I think the bumpier track surfaces bring Red Bull back towards the opposition. I don't think the opposition are necessarily gaining a lot. It's more that while the Red Bull, it rides the bumps very well, I think they have to set up the car in a slightly less than ideal place. Now, what we subsequently learned about the Belgian Grand Prix, not Singapore, uh, is that uh, Red Bull, both drivers in the race were having to lift going through Eau Rouge because they'd set the car up super low, but they didn't risk the, the car bottoming out there repeatedly, wearing the blank and being disqualified. So that's really interesting because at a track where there are many, many, many bumps, you can't risk uh, setting the car up really low. And watching trackside, it surprised me from what I could see. It's, it's quite hard because the ride heights, visually they change when the cars are under load, but it did look like the Red Bull was slightly higher than normal. And that, means it's not running where it's designed to produce peak downforce so these bumpy tracks just bring the red bulls uh, back uh, back towards the rest ultimately though it still should have been on pole Verstappen blew this you know it was a fantastic challenge from Charles Leclerc great effort from Lando Norris Lewis Hamilton we'll talk about this uh, subsequently I'm sure Martin is a is a COTA specialist and he was brilliant again but Verstappen still all that said had the legs so it's interesting you know he's, he's spoken today he said yeah I just I just misjudged it it's, it's fine margins he he hates the track limits debate and people saying oh you're you're the best drivers why can't you do this he's like well actually it's really difficult what well, the added complication here is is something I picked up on my track run last night I was going horrifically slowly by the end of the the third sector and the penultimate corner and the final corners but what I did notice perhaps because I was going slowly I had a chance to 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 take this in is that the track surface is really rough there it's almost like this gray the gray tarmac is almost white with the sort of the rough stones and the and and the grooves in the track and you could feel it even in your feet so you know you're running my running shoes so imagine a a a very hot Pirelli tyre that's why they're really struggling at the final corners and they've done a very long lap a lot of high energy going through it okay they've cooled down a bit on the main straights but it really is hard this is is what I'm getting at come the penultimate corners and and even though he's had a a phenomenal season it was Verstappen who, who messed up today now, you and I made a podcast this week, actually, with our colleague JBL about how the McLaren lineup is a really exciting one if they both stick around in that team for multiple seasons. Piastri has risen to the challenge of, of being Norris's teammate, who Norris has seen off Science and seen off Ricardo, and he, he's got his first win as a rookie, after all. But here, Lando really did stamp his authority with a P2, Piastri back in 10th. You reckon uh, a first win could be on the cards versus the Ferrari and a Verstappen charging through the pack? How quick do McLaren look? So here's the thing. 
still, and I know it's I know it's like a broken record. Verstappen is still the favourite fundamentally because the Red Bull is better in race trim. You can overtake here, lots of overtaking here last year. So, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, it's hard to predict anything but that because you know we're sensible. And we're we're not gonna we're not gonna mislead our listeners or our readers or anything like that. But yeah, Lando Norris, I don't know, perhaps Leclerc, just simply because the McLaren struggles more in the slower corners. Say because that, but ultimately going back to Verstappen, what by making that mistake, what he risks is being eliminated in contact in the pack. And we saw that here last year, George Russell taking out uh, Pulsar to Carlos Sainz. So that that is a real possibility that could happen. And then all bets are off because let's face it, in ninth place, will Sergio Perez be able to get back from that? I rather doubt it. But anyway, um, yeah. so yeah, if it were to be a, a fight between Hamilton, uh, Norris and Leclerc, I think Leclerc's got the pace edge from what it seems. I mean, I mean, clearly in qualifying, but you know, just generally across the weekend, I think Norris surprised himself a little bit. Hamilton, however, because this is going to be a tyre management race, that can't be discounted. So it's, it's, it's wide open. It's wide open. I mean, Lando just didn't, he wasn't entertaining any questions in the press conference. There's this stat about how in the, like four of the last five races, the driver starting second has led the opening lap and twice Tom Clarkson asked him that one off camera and one on camera and he just wasn't having any of it. So yeah, stats, stats mean nothing, he says. So yeah, hard to predict, but it, it just all depends. If Verstappen stood in the race at the end of lap one, he's going to win, I think, on Sunday. Wow. And although Hamilton lines up third and Russell fifth, that sort of disguises how both drivers got to those positions. Hamilton, he just looked like he had it more under control. Russell had lap times deleted. He looked scruffy and struggling. Is there a difference between the two Mercedes drivers uh, this weekend as big as it seems to me? Russell says, you know, that obviously they've got the the new upgrades on the Mercedes this weekend. He said it feels good, but he's just been struggling. And I mean, we we were watching up at turn one, especially there's a, a fantastic view get if you climb a photographer's tower you're sort of behind the runoff you can see Austin downtown in the distance and what's great is that you can just see how the the cars are so unsettled on the bumps and Hamilton was just able to cope with it Russell just looked all at sea pretty much throughout one hour of practice and that seems to have translated through to qualifying but it's actually almost not as bad as it seems for Russell he's he maintains that um, without a little mistake at turn one on his final running Q3 he might have been fourth which isn't awful considering Hamilton is third um, but he, he says I just I take it on my shoulders I've just been off the pace um, which I do quite like about George you know he does he there's there's no sort of uh well, there's, there's not a lot of spin going on. Do you know what I mean? He, he wears his heart on his sleeve, which I, which I quite appreciate. So, yeah, just not not particularly happy with the car, um, and 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 not as fast as Hamilton, who who, as I said earlier, he is a specialist around this track. You know, multiple winner here, just able to switch it on, tire management master. I think he just has the has the legs on his teammate this weekend. I don't mind this track limits debate because it's very black and white. It's just binary. You have to stay on the track. And so many times over the years, Formula One has kind of made up the rules as it's gone along for good and bad. But that affected Verstappen this weekend at Turn 19, as I mentioned in the intro. Ricardo as well, back racing this weekend. Then if you caught, had a chance to catch up with him yet, uh, he was certainly smiley on the, uh, on the TV. He could have made it through to Q3, couldn't he, with track limits removing a lap time of his? Yeah, absolutely. Similar story uh, to, to Verstappen, same corner, that penultimate corner. And uh, and yeah, a big shame really for Ricardo because that would have been quite the comeback, wouldn't it? Making it into Q3 uh, with an Alpha Tauri. But yeah, yeah, the track limits thing, Martin, I think I've, I've made my views very, fairly clear on this in the podcast. It's, it's great that it's the white line. It makes it so simple. And yeah, okay, some tracks you're going to have this. So what? 
you know, just 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 get on with it. It's it's up to the drivers not to to take the the the, the, the biscuit too much. Nearly said a naughty word there, terrible. Um, but they're they're going to that's what they're doing. That's the aim of the game, right? You push the rules in every aspect in Formula One, and it's just to us up to us as the media and spectators to just be like, fine. It's just one of those things, and and it and it, and it makes you know makes more of a talk, talking point. Just quickly on on Daniel Ricciardo, really really interesting listening to him uh, in in his in his media sessions and things that he's been saying since he's come back. Basically, do you remember last year when he was uh, when he was still at McLaren and he rode into the paddock on a horse? generated a lot of interest it was very amusing it's very Daniel Ricciardo but someone asked him about that like oh you didn't do that this year you know he was walking around in sort of cowboy clothes so he's still Daniel Ricciardo but you know why you want no horse basically and it was, his answer was like look I think I've become to be seen too much as an entertainer and not as a driver particularly with the drive to survive Netflix fans and for him now he's back in Formula One he wants to be seen as a racing driver so maybe he's going to be a little less Daniel Ricciardo so perhaps that explains the horse thing but one thing I did observe obviously because he's Daniel Ricciardo whatever he tries he generates a lot of interest and I ended up walking behind Ricardo as he came in in the morning he's being followed by all the cameras all the fans are running up to him little kids all of that he's surrounded by a big mob of people basically and I suddenly saw in the opposite direction just filtering through him and his trainer Liam Lawson and no one paid him any attention and it's just like Oh. I mean, yeah, it's it's just I mean, he's he's he even when he was in the seat, he's not Daniel Ricciardo. He does, however, have a lower profile. But it's just like you know, Lawson's time will come. Lawson's time will come. Daniel was very complimentary about him in uh, in the press conferences. Said he did a, did a very good job, and we know that because he scored points and he was uh, he was rapid and and things like that. So, but yeah, it just it just shows you how quickly the focus changes in Formula One. Not that Lawson ever had the profile, but nevertheless. Uh, yeah, it's a, a, a sweet, a bittersweet little moment, let's say that, about Liam Lawson today. At least he'll leave Formula One with his two world championship points from Singapore, and I guess heading on a, a plane straight after this event to head off to uh, uh, Suzuka for next weekend and Super Formula. The final question I want to ask you, Alex, was really about the Aston Martins. In that big battle with McLaren, both Astons out in Q1. First time Alonso hasn't been in Q3. TV interviews afterwards, uh, uh, Alonso, you know, was pragmatic as always and just said it becomes a test weekend for 2024. Uh, can you shed any light on why? Yeah, I wonder if Fernando Alonso is regretting using the words overconfident when it came to the McLarens in Qatar and after Japan and all of that because it's really not gone very well for Aston since then has he but uh, I'd rather doubt it Fernando Alonso rather backs himself in every scenario including everything he's ever said so there we go but yeah Aston Martin truly terrible day uh, yeah uh, they had uh, brake fires on their cars on the left front corner in FP1 they were able to make adjustments and fix it on Alonso's car so he was back out again Lance Stroll only doing five laps and on a sprint weekend I mean, you're, as Alonso said, you're going into qualifying blind when you've when you've not been able to do the laps in FP1. So, Alonso said traffic. If maybe if traffic had been better, he might have been able to get out of uh, get out of Q1. But you know, first time he's he's been knocked out of uh, sorry, first time he's not reached Q3 all season. You know, it's really a season of two halves. That awful football cliche uh, for Aston Martin though. Brilliant early on, not been able to maintain it as the others have come back. And yeah, yeah, a, a hard weekend, but. Yeah, I guess he's, they've got to, they've got to see the positives, and if that's gaining some insight for their future decisions on their car in a glorified test session, so be it. Well, I'll let you get off. I don't know if you've got another track run uh, on the cards or anything like that. Hey, I've got to ask you: when you do your track runs, there, do you do that big 
40 meter climb at the very beginning of uh, of what we see as the Formula One lap. Do you do that your run as that first, or how does it? Because that's going to kill you for the rest of the lap. Uh, we, we we don't start at the foot of it. We were yesterday. We were started at the finish line um, because that was just the easiest. There was a gap in the pit wall. Um, it. I, it, it's easier than Eau Rouge because Eau Rouge goes on for longer. And I remember in 2020, during the COVID year, uh, we could run the tracks, but we weren't allowed to go into the paddock and through the pit lane and things like that. And at Spa, we had to start at the foot of Eau Rouge. And honestly, it felt like I'd got shin splints by the end of just running up there. Like yeah. it was, that was really painful. Whereas here, yeah, it is okay. I did also stop and take some photographs so that probably made it feel slightly easier uh, than it was uh, Matt and Cotter's absolutely ploughed on and actually can I just say on the podcast um, no idea if we'll be listening uh, later on uh, happy birthday to Stuart Codling uh, GP Racing Editor he's uh, he's been celebrating his birthday today I bought him a bought him a cake that he had in the media centre and he delighted in giving it out to everybody who came past our desks and wandering around with it and it was massive and big and covered in cream and oreos and peaches and a bit over the top which i just thought was very codders so yeah happy birthday Stuart! oh and it was happy birthday codders you can check out the uh, gp racing magazine which is our monthly and also his podcast as well called flat chat which we do now put into this autosport feed as long as it doesn't interfere with sort of f1 uh, weekends as it were and uh, you can check that out it's called flat chat with codders along with q and mark gallagher alex thank you so much we'll let you get on it's going to be obviously a busy saturday with the shoot out and then the uh, the sprint and then of course the Grand Prix on Sunday so make sure you tune in for our podcast tomorrow night with Hayden uh, looking at uh, who picked up those sprint points and of course the big review show on Sunday after the United States Grand Prix thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one Sports Social Podcast Network with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.